The current spoiler warning level is, Sunset. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Sunset. Um, we're going to start out by talking about machines from Mobile Suit Zeta Variations. Um, so it's a bunch of uh, Zeta spin-off mechanical stuff that is not spoilery and is uh, fun to look at. Also a little bit of Zeta Define. Again, totally cool for anyone who's seen Zeta. Um, and then we're going to go into uh, Build Divers Rerise. At that point, there's a spoiler warning. You will definitely want to tap out because we talk about some machines that are uh, from, of course, Rerise. They're reasonably important. And at one point, we even listen along with a YouTube video of the debut of a important machine from Rerise. So if you are worried about Rerise spoilers, please, when you hear the red alert, just get out of there. Otherwise, please enjoy the episode. Hello friends and folks and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG. Why isn't there a red destiny? I'm Six Detmar. Uh, I'm Dylan. I'm thinking about that now. I they're kind of hmm. Okay. Now, to be fair, comma, there is that one red pale rider and the pale rider Oh, the red rider? Yeah. Is it just called the red rider? I couldn't remember. It's just it's just called the red rider. Yeah. Uh, uh and uh I mean... And the Pale Rider is basically... It's a, close a, enough a to a... Yeah. yeah. God, could you imagine, like, that? the thing about the Pale Rider that's really funny is with it getting all the variants, it is basically, like, just the cooler blue Destiny with what it does. Um, yeah. Which is just really funny. But we've talked about that. I mean, well, I, I also, I mean, like, I, I like the Hades system more than the exam system because it's, I mean, the Hades system is basically just zero system stuff, right? It doesn't have yeah. the whole, like, we've got the we've ghost got a... of, a little gr- of a girl trapped in okay, here. Okay, hold on. Now, <clears throat> to be fair, comma, they do word it as spirit and ghost a lot. I think that it would be more apt to just say consciousness because that feels sure, more science sure. fiction-y, but Gundam doesn't do that and they do say ghost and they like, use, like, spirit more spiritual terms and it bugs me because my brain's just like you you could make this less bothersome by just using it's just terminology things i don't know look i mean gundam has a thing with ghosts though it does but there's the ghost parade you know listen yeah that's true but like codifying it into like the ghost in the like a literal ghost in the machine thing like with how it works with her because it does it's less even like a ghost thing with her and more like a weird like dot hack situation of like oh she's in a coma because her brain is right. and her brain is trapped in a computer, but it's like her spirit rather than her actual consciousness. So it's just shrugs. Anyway, this isn't the Blue Destiny episode. This is the you're gonna roll a dice episode, and we'll just see what we get. Like it's normal. true. In fact, it, it since we've already covered the Blue Destiny, it, it's impossible for it to be the. Uh... <laughs> when are they gonna do some new Blue Destiny variants? I'm sure they will eventually, but as you say, just the pale writer just fills that niche and is more popular. So yeah, and they never fucking stop with those. No, no, they don't. Um, all right, well, time to roll a d6. I added an entry on this for Witch of Mercury that we don't know what that timeline's called yet. Oh, I mean, I guess we just can... for fun. Okay, yeah. I mean, we're not gonna roll it, you know. It's okay, a, it's just a oh, just having and, you know. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, that, yeah, that I makes... I just added a tab. Okay. So I definitely okay, can let's do see. that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. preliminary examination, all three of the designs for that show fucking slap. Anyway. They're pretty cool. I like them all. <laughs> well, hey, we rolled a two. Okay. Um, so that's early which is UC. The second, this is second half of early UC. Yeah. There is one thing on second half of early UC. Oh, and right. I added it yesterday. I was going to say, wait, didn't we clean up to not having two sections of early UC? We did. And then yesterday I was like, hey, this would be a fun episode. And I just added it. <laughs> okay. Um, what is it? Give me the numbers. It's, um, well... It's not written down as the numbers, but we can do the numbers. Um, I'll give you the numbers so you can guess, and then I'll say what it actually properly yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. MSF007. Wait, MSF? MSF. That's a Kazumi Fujita design. I know that. MSF007. It's not the Mark III, right? No. It is the Mark III. Because oh, it is. this entry is called the Three Third Gundams. Oh, right, because... Okay, yeah, we never talked about the Mark III and or, or the other Mark III. Or, or, or the Mark III, or the Mark III. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is true. We we yeah, huh? Didn't think about that, but uh, yeah, because there are in fact multiple Mark Threes because a lot of people wanted to make a Mark III. This is of course Kazumi Fujita's, and this is the most well-known one that you mentioned for the main model number there. Um, and it's also incidentally one of my favorites. Uh, the one that I remember famously getting in an argument with people over way back in the AM days, because I'm like, this design's really cool, and they're like, well, it's not animating anything, how can you think it's cool? And I'm like, I guess it's fucking cool. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. I like robots. This is just how I am. I mean, I think... I'm going to be blunt and say that's a dumb question. It's fine if your perspective is like, I like things that I've seen in animation, but being like, how can you like a thing that haven't moved is just a stupid thing to say. I don't think, I don't think anyone, are, I don't think they made that exact statement, but that's how it reads to me when people are like, how can you have so like, to be fair, this comes up with AOZ too, with people seeing how attached I get to it. I have had questions that are, that can be basically amounted to. If it's just a drawing that only exists and doesn't, like, do anything and isn't in the shows and just exists to be cool, you know, it's kind of hard for me to like it. And I get it. But I will admit that maybe I'm attributing a bit more malice into that because then my brain reads that and goes, oh, so I'm being judged for liking it, even though I know that maybe I'm also making a little bit of a leap. But look. Well, okay. I I mean, I think the difference is just, like, I mean... It's a wording thing because I have a uh, my brain is broken and there are wording things that get to me is all. But it's also it's also like a, a I think it is a kind of a fundamental difference here of uh, whether you are a person who like likes robots and robots design inherently or if you like them because of the association you have with seeing them do things right mm-hmm. like it's it's like. It's like the difference between being like you see a character art and you're like that character looks sick and I love their outfit versus I love Goku because he's Goku. Yeah, which, and, you know, sometimes that that can even fluctuate. Hell, there are times where a character can be so disliked from me that I decide, huh, I actually don't like that design as much now because of that. So it's not like I'm immune to that. Um, Mm -hmm. But the irony is, because MSV stuff is never attached to, like, anything I can actually read or something, that means I can just appreciate the purity of the design, which I know is a really weird thing to say, but that's how my brain goes. But anyway, I really like the Mark III. I think it's cool as shit. Um, Out of the Gundam Mark II, three phantoms were born because 
unlike other times, everyone had their own idea as to what the Mark III would be. The Aug, the Earth Forces, and the Titans all were like, we're going to build our own Gundam Mark III. And of course, the proper one that is like the known one that appears in everything now uh, is the Aug version. So we'll talk about that first. That's the one that actually has like model kits and is in video games and stuff. The other two rarely ever appear in any side material, but they are cool. So we will talk about them, of course. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So the original is one Fujita the, is Fujita the only person who fucking puts his name in model numbers? No, there's actually a couple. Uh, well, uh, if I remember right, hold on, let me see. I think uh, let me find this real quick. I actually had a listing that had stuff like that. Huh. Well, it talks about like you know where the model numbers come from. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, uh, trying to find it. Because I know, I think that with, um, well, like, I know that, like, sometimes, see, there's that one Cubelay that is drawn by Nagano again, right? That is mm-hmm. the M-A-N Cubelay. Oh, sure. And sure. the N could be for Nagano there, right? There's, But normally But the LMF is also M-A-N, isn't it? Yes, and that's before. That's the problem, is that one is, right. like, one that is, like, a weird, could theoretically fit in there. Uh, I thought there was another one that was based on a designer, and I just can't remember what it was, is the thing. But anyway, MSF, though, generally MSF suits are Fujita designs, though. I will say that. Um, Which includes the Mark III here. This Mark III is the MSF 007. It is designed by Kazumi Fujita. Um, And I think it's a cool suit. So, basically what this is, is... Okay, so, the AU stole the Mark II. And then they were like, okay, let's do a Mark II that is actually, like, a, f- a good mobile suit. Uh, hey. B- b- look, we talked about this. The Mark II <laughs> I know. is a prototype in the sense that it has all these cool features, but it's not, like, an actual combat-appropriate mobile suit for being, like, a okay. super prototype. That's fair. It's just a prototype. And that is cool, and it is a good design, but... It is also, you know, not as impressive in terms this thing of this. It looks a lot like the Zero Shiki to me. Uh, I can see that. Um, so the Mark III, the Mark III features a pair of like features that I mean, all of its features basically are things that like kind of match the Zeta era mentality of like making a cool suit. So you've got like. The, the, like, you know, the additional binders on the back and such, which are, like, the, similar to the Hyakushikis, but they also have thrusters built into them. Um, just different things like that. Uh, so let's talk about the actual design, though, like we usually do. Uh, starting with the head. The head is a Gundam head that is kind of modeled after the Zeta's head, but, um, it's a little weird. In the original art, actually... Uh, and this is something that's interesting because a lot of, a lot of, but not all later art drops this. Uh, you, you may notice that it actually seems to have like two little ticks under the eyes that are colored yellow as well. This Mm -hmm. is kind of a weird thing because, so like the original version looks like it may have four eyes, but then like you have the Anaheim laboratory log version, right? Which clearly has two eyes. Several of the SD right. versions also clearly have two eyes, 
But then, like, the Re100 model kit actually has, like, stickers for, like, little yellow decals under the eyes like that. Um, and, uh, it's just one of those design elements that's always been kind of, like, a weird thing, like, with the, the eyes on the Fujita art, like, whether, like, there are, like, two sub-eyes or whether it's, like, just yellow paint or decals or something. But just wanted to mention that because it's weird, but... The actual head design, other than that, though, pretty standard, right? You've got the two little side vents. Um, I do like, like, the pointed cheek parts uh, that are going out. Um, you have, like, a, you know, head jewel with a V-fin on it, a Mohawk camera. Pretty simple, but it's an effective one. And like I said, I I, I mean, the Zeta has a good head, and this is basically a Zeta, but instead it doesn't have, like, the pointy chin like the Zeta is all. It just has a mask, um, which I think looks cool. Um... The torso, uh, you've got pretty standard Gundam setup for a torso as well. You've got, you know, two distinct halves of the torso with vents on them, uh, middle section with a cockpit hatch, um, a separated, like, two separated torso sections plugging into the waist, like, one color section that's just colored like the upper body armor, and then another lower section that's actually plugged into the waist. Um, you also have these, like, upper, like... Cameras. Like, sort of spaced out, but, like, yeah, like, basically collar cameras, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, similar to, like, the Mark II having the single-color camera, the, this one just has two, uh, one on either side. Um, the vents are also interesting because they're, like, again, this is kind of dependent on the art. Fujita's art actually integrates them into the armor itself, whereas, like, the Anaheim uh, Lab ones uh, make it, like, so that you can still see a clear, like, panel line that delineates the uh, vents there. But... Mm -hmm. Kind of like the look on the Fujita one, just because it's really weird just having them, like, built into the armor like that. It's just not, you know, the common way of doing it. I mean, in general, I think the Anaheim Labs one, like, makes changes to make it look more like other mobile suits of the era. And sometimes, like, I see the merit of that, right? Like, it looks kind of cleaner. There are parts of the Fujita one that look, like, a little strange. Like, the face is really long on Fujita's, for yeah. instance. Um and some parts of that, I don't know if I think they look great, but I do think the overall, like, the push towards just making it look more like other mobile suits is a bit of a loss. Yeah. Uh, it's actually an interesting thing we'll talk about with, like, the models, because the high grade is really interesting to me, because it's, in some ways, it has some, like, things that feel less redesigned to me than the uh, Re100 does, even. Um mm -hmm. It's just just a weird suit uh, over the years. And yeah, Fujita is known, as we've mentioned on the show, for drawing, like, weirder mobile suits. So him drawing a Gundam always turns out a little, like, the Gundam will look kind of funky. Like, you know, we've seen, like, uh, I think we talked about, like, his version of the Zeta and stuff on the Zeta episode. Um, but, uh, you know, he normally does things like the Beerlint or the Gapthlay. So things that are weird, not things that are normal mobile suits. Um so, for the shoulders, uh, you've got two rather large shoulders. Uh, they do have, like, a lot of uh, little thrusters built in all around them. Uh, you know, one on the side, then, like, an upper and lower one. Um, just good-looking shoulders. Uh, I do also like that they have bicep guards that are popped down uh, in red. Uh, the forearms are pretty rounded, actually. Uh, they're, they're an interesting look. They also have a very substantial amount of elbow armor popped up. Um, it also has wrist cuffs, which I think is kind of interesting. Just two actual mm -hmm. ass wrist cuffs that are in, uh, red, uh, before the hands, which are fully, ar uh, not fully armored, but the hands are also, 
feel like a little bit more like armored just because it looks like they have two layers of armor almost. Um, yeah. And like the thumb, it, it's almost like it's wearing fingerless gloves or something, right? Like the way the armor looks like on it. Um, mm-hmm. just this the, is unfortunately another thing that we lose in, in Anaheim log. Yeah. And is, also some of the, like the models. Yeah. Cause of just, course when you're making the models, it's like, well, we, d- we have a way we make hands. Yeah. We're not changing it for you. <laughs> yeah. We have hands that have literally a single panel on the back and we just put that on. Uh, but they, you can't really do like the th- armored thumb and stuff easily on how they do MS hands hands these days. So, um, mm-hmm. for the waist, uh, you get a central, uh, uh, waist that's, you know, just your standard crotch piece with a red piece on top. It does have a lot of vents on it though. Uh, two front mm-hmm. skirts, uh, with a lot of little cuts in the armor, uh, two side skirts that are very boxy and square. They have these little red pieces on the top, which are, you know, break up the color a bit neatly. And then you get this really cool big rear skirt that's just, like, a large rear skirt with some thrusters underneath it. Um, which is a thing I really like, because I always like mm-hmm. giant rear skirts like that. So, it's just cool. It just has a tail coat. Um, Though but- I, it is interesting, like, the the front skirts are, like like very sharp but pretty like minimal and the side skirts are extremely minimal so yeah. it's interesting then that the back is so big mm-hmm. and then you've got uh upper legs pretty standard you know they've got a nice shape to them but i mean upper thighs <laughs> they have a panel line going down the middle you know you'll you can probably guess what these look like they do have like a little notch in the back which is kind of neat but otherwise like pretty normal um for the lower leg you've got these very fancy lower legs actually where you've got like um, big knee armor, you know, popped up over the joint. Uh, you've got a lot of thrusters just all over the sides, the inner and outer, uh, calves on this, which again, mm-hmm. really like the look of. Um, you get some really interesting ankle armor for a Gundam as well. Instead of having like a singular ankle armor piece, what you have is like the front middle armor, which is like, uh, a, uh, you know, single ankle piece. And then you've got like two big side ankle pieces in red that are like big square pieces of armor um and usually on the kits these can like pop up and down like they're movable it's just really weird because it's like a three-part armor though instead of your usual like just you know one wrap around armor um mm-hmm. and it specifically up armors the outside which you know makes sense but usually usually you just have the one piece that is the same you know on both sides and this is like no what you don't need the ar- armor on the inside very much it's mm-hmm. fine uh, and then the back of the leg, you also get uh, a, on the back of the calf, like a scooped little uh, swept area, like a, for a thruster, like a armor cover. And then there's a thruster mm-hmm. underneath, and also you can see two visible wires underneath as well, mm-hmm. uh, plugging up into the suit. Fujita does love putting wires on the suit. Uh, should note, you can actually see, and this is removed from, I think, a lot of the modern designs too. Um, those, let me see if those wires are actually on the... Uh, I can't remember. I built the Re100, and I can't remember if those wires are there. Well, they're not there in the Anaheim Labs, so... Yeah, I'm guessing they aren't. Um, For the backpack, finally, which is, like, the big one, you've got a really large backpack here. So, the backpack is a large central piece that has three thrusters sticking off of it, all pointing in a different direction. Um, has a really big scoop on the back. It, like, it almost, like, is behind the head as, like, a little cover. Um, mm-hmm. Connected off the the middle of the backpack, you have two cannons that uh, pop over, like, the collar area. Um, these cannons can pop down. There are two beam cannons. Uh, and then you've got these two really large binders, one on either side. These are movable on the top and bottom. 
and they have a bunch of thrusters built into them. So it's basically just the Hyakushiki binders, but a little bit bigger and with some extra thrust. And I really, really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so an interesting thing is uh, the sh- then you have the shield on this guy, which is on the art. Just want to cover that real quick. Uh, which you'll notice at the bottom of the shield, you actually have the sabers on the shield. Uh, th- I'll have to talk about this later, but this having the sabers on the shield, you'll notice in one of the game's pictures, it so- does something really cool that it never gets to do anywhere else, and I really wish it did. Um, I, I'm going to say real quick, I'm not going to edit this out of the episode. There was a quick little like buzz and a thump you may have heard on my end. Uh, Dylan wouldn't have heard it because of Discord's uh, voice, uh, you know, s- like noise suppression. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was the notification that my tall geese flugel just arrived. Oh, uh, you gonna go get that real quick? No, I'll wait. It's fine. Okay. Um, do you have a cool. box? I'm just excited. Yeah. What do you mean a box? Or like, is it waiting outside the door? Yeah, yeah, it is. But I, I'm in the suburbs. It'll be fine. Okay. Just making sure. Sorry. I as soon as I get a package, I mean, I'm in the suburbs too. But my brain is just like, I need to get it immediately. It's just how I'm wired. Anyway, um. But yeah, so, uh, cool shield design, though, also, uh, just, like, it's kind of like the Nemo shield in a way, like, it's got, you know, the little cut at the bottom where you've got the two points, um, really Mm -hmm. tall shield also, just like its design, it's good. Um, for other armaments, so, besides the, uh, beam cannons on the back, should mention also something I actually didn't know until just now, apparently those beam cannons can operate as beam sabers. Yeah, that's a thing that uh, actually got got um, revised in, um, like, it was in newer information that wasn't always known. Um, okay. And so, like, it, it, a lot of model kits don't reflect this, but the newer uh, P-Bandai does. Yeah, I'm actually going on Schizophonic's site to look up the review of it, because I actually want to see that in action. Um, curious if they're just, I, I'm assuming they're just regular beam sabers and not, like, hyper beam sabers, but I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, apparently this was first mentioned in Great Mechanics uh, Z or Zeta Plan and Anaheim Electronics Mobile Suits, which was 2013. Okay, interesting. Kind of sad that it doesn't get to do that in GBO2, because I do like this machine in GBO2. Mm. Well, the thing about it in GBO2 that's really fun is it's a very simple machine. Because it has the, it has the sabers, it has the cannon, and it has its beam rifle. Which... The beam rifle is also going to be an interesting topic to talk about also, just because um, it's had some design revisions over the years, we'll say. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, let me look. Also, GBO2, at least on console, because, you know, the Steam release, by the time by the time this goes up, the uh, Steam beta, the oh. PC beta will have just started. Um, and uh, so this won't probably be true on PC, but on, on, on PlayStation, the uh, full armor Mark three just was added. So. Yeah. And I fucking love it. Look, I don't have it in the game. I just love that design. All right. So looking at the HG, they do make it a bigger beam saber because uh, if you look at the base of the beam saber, the uh, it is using the MG size beam saber for the uh, beam cannon ones. That's kind of cool. I really didn't know that. Huh? Neat. That's just a cool feature. Um, yeah. Anyway, the beam rifle, though. So, there's a really weird thing with the beam rifle. If you look at the beam rifle, um, it's had a few appearances over the years. So, like, the Anaheim Lab one, the one you see it within the Anaheim Lab, is the one that it typically has had in, like, 
modern works like that's the one that it uses in gbo2 as well and like mm-hmm. the re 100 uses that um so and what you can see on that rifle it has a it actually uses two e-packs which is really weird on the front mm-hmm. like in the middle bottom you can see there's the mark ii style e-pack and on the back you can see the more rounded e-pack of the hiyaku shiki on it um you know has a camera is a pretty long rifle it apparently can actually, like, utilize both e-packs at once to, like... It, the way it words its usage, such as depleting all the energy in a single shot, can be realized. I think they just... Uh, that sounds like a Google Translate job, just given the way that that was worded. But I'm assuming yeah, it, assume what, what it means what that is, means is you can just... Contr- it can, like, control the output. Yeah, do big shots, if necessary, by using both e-packs. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, just... It's always been an interesting design element to me that it has that. Um, now, the thing about the rifle is, it's really funny, because if you have the high-grade Universal Century model, though, it actually uses two completely different rifles. Huh. Yep, and this is, like, what, what I meant by, like, this is something that is weird. So, I'll send you the rifle. Uh, the first rifle is similar to the final rifle. You can see it here. Um... You know, it still has, like, the round part, and it still has, like, the Mark II thing. I think this is still supposed to have the same idea, like, that that rounded part on the back is the Hiyakushiki E-cap, but... Or it E-pack. doesn't look like it, though. But it, it doesn't looks... look like it. But... It also doesn't look like it detaches. Yeah, it's bizarre. And also, the Mark II E-pack attaches like shit. Yeah, it doesn't attach the same way. I think this is... I don't know what's going on with this one, actually, this rifle, because this rifle... I don't like it. I'm trying to look and see if, like, this is what it uses in, like, some of, like, the old, like, SD stuff. Of course, things being SD makes it hard to tell. The G-Gen Genesis version, of course, uses the modern design. Um, but it's just strange. Uh, the other rifle it has... Is one that is actually in one of Kazumi Fujita's comics. I believe this is an Iron Heart, um, which I think the wiki actually has an entry on. And I like this rifle a lot. It's a weird oh. little boxy rifle. Um, it also has a cool little side scope on it. Uh, let me see. This thing doesn't have any E packs. Nope. It just is like a weird rifle. It kind of reminds me of the Mark V rifle I really like. Uh, yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, so that's the rifle from this, like, weird little, what, like, one-shot, uh, comic that, uh, he did. And you can see it there at the bottom. Uh-huh. Um. Hmm. Just, so, this is, like, it's just a really weird thing that the high grade somehow does not come with the stuff that is, like, usually seen on the modern one. Neither of the rifles are, like, the same as the modern one. Um. It, just a really strange design for that reason. Just lots of inconsistencies. Yeah. Such as also, I mentioned it has two beam sabers on the shield. It's supposed to be able to grab them off the shield. Uh, and depending on the model or the design, sometimes they are stuck pretty deep in the shield, right? Like if you look at like the GBO2 model or like the Anaheim uh, log model, um, they're pretty embedded in the shield, right? But then... Mm-hmm. In some games, and I say some, but it might just be the one. I played this game, though, in SD Gundam, uh, the Gachapon Wars. I can't remember what it was actually called. SDGO, I think. Um, The the one that I had to use a VPN to play on the Taiwan version of the game. uh, 
it was a gotcha game that had, you know, little SDs that you could get. And it could activate the beam sabers on the shield, and that's how it would use them. Which I think is really cool, but it's really funny, because yeah. if you look at, like, the way it's designed and all the stuff, I can't see any reason no why way. it could do that, because, yeah, it would just burn through the bottom of the shield. Though, if you look at the P-Bandai one, the um, HGUC... It Again, does have them sticking like out. Yeah. yeah. It's... This is a weird suit. <laughs> uh, also, it's just really strange that you wouldn't mount them on the underside to protect them. Yeah. Um, It's just... Hmm. Yeah. Weird thing. But yeah, so this is uh, this is the one Mark uh, three that is like the most known one. Does have a single variation, which you brought up, and we will talk about, which is the full armor Gundam Mark III. Um, unfortunately with the full armor Gundam Mark III, even though, so this is a weird design because this is a sequel to the Mark III, but it's not designed by Fujita because it's from MMSV, also known Hmm. as the Okawara collection. So this Mm -hmm. is Okawara making its full armor pack. Um, also... The skin for the MMSV version that exists on the wiki is fucking terrible. I actually have a better scan in my own collection that I'm going to send to Six. Because I don't like... So, the other art is the Great Mechanics art. Uh, which, one, doesn't fit in the whole window there and is partially cut off. And two, uh, I don't like the Great Mechanics art. I don't know why, I've just never liked it. Um, here it my really flat. Yeah. Here are my two arts for it. Um, I have one that I separated from a different source, which is a little bit bigger. And then I have that page. I think I actually, as that's the page I separated from, but I can't remember. This is a weird little fucker. Uh-huh. So there's a lot going on with this. It is a full armor thing. Um, thanks to the addition of some sub-generators, it has lost no performance at all and has only gained more fighting ability. Which, you know, always love that with MSVs. Um, when they simply only get better and cannot get worse, uh, with, uh, full armors. Mm-hmm. So, this has a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's um, fair to say. <laughs> and it's really cool. I, I, so I will admit, this is one where I like some of the modern looks of it a bit more. Though I love, in the original art, how it looks like it has, like, what looks to me like, like, this off-white, but I can only describe it as, like, damaged toy plastic. Like, you know, like, if if someone had, like, the Kenner Millennium Falcon toy and it was sitting in their garage for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that kind of, like, off-white of, like, old toy that I associate with, like, old toys and stuff. But I really like it, actually. Um, uh, you can see, though, you know, obviously more modern things go for making it white. We have, like, this. these are both the Kotoki versions of it from uh, the Gundam Fix Figuration line. I do really like the look of that, though. It is cool. I do like this. Uh, I love it in GBO2 also. The GBO2 art of it looks really good. I mean, GBO2. GBO2 always looks really good is the thing. It's, it, it is, like, right on the cusp of me thinking it's too, de- too, like, too detailed, but it's, it's still in the zone that I think the art for that game is generally really good. Especially because we never get suits like this in anything. So getting a, a 3D video game that has the fucking full armor Gundam Mark III is mind-blowing to me you know Mm -hmm. um here's the render just to send it um because it is cool in that too that is really cool so 
what this design has going on is uh, weird to talk about because uh, it's like where to start. Uh, head doesn't gain anything. It's just the Mark III head. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the same. Where you add the armor is you get this big bit of armor on the torso. Um, and you also have like more clear vents on this armor, just given mm-hmm. the way it's designed because it's, you know, Okawara, so there's yellow. But it's like a big red plate shoved over the whole front of the suit. Uh, atypically, I, I feel like atypically, um, it actually also armors up the cockpit door too. Yep. Just like Usually they just layer. sort of leave a hole for that, but this is like, this is a whole like, like, like teeth, like interlocking jaws door. Which is pretty cool, actually. Um, yeah. uh, next up, you have the uh, shoulders, where you get the biggest expansion. So the shoulders yeah. have armor put on top of them. Uh, the armor still has, like, cuts in it for the uh, side thrusters and the bottom thrusters. And then on the sides of the shoulders, uh, it still has, like, the little bicep guards... But, uh, like, on the actual, like, side of the shoulder, rather than just flowing down, you have two binders attached that have weapons on them. Uh, mm-hmm. What these are, are, uh, specifically, I'm trying to see which of these beam cannons they are. Because <laughs> there are a lot of beam cannons missioned here, m- mentioned on this. Uh, let's see. I think there's, shield I think, cannons. I mean, these are the shield no, cannons, right? No, I don't think... Uh, no, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I guess yeah. these are the, sh- yeah, these are the shield cannons. They, it also looks like they have, uh, either missile or grenade launchers, like little three barrel things on the top. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh, it also has beam sabers at the tips as well. Um, <laughs> okay, sure. I'm assuming those are just for being able to like pop those off and grab them though. I want to imagine it can activate them when they're on those and it starts doing some ridiculous, like pseudo wings of light but with, with like beam sabers <laughs> i was thinking general grievous but sure <laughs> um these are pretty cool uh i like the design of these the thing about these that's always weird to me is even though these are an okawara design the design of these binders to me has always reminded me of like the hip guns that uh come up on the uh sentinel suits uh by katoki like the uh zeta plus and all that um <clears throat> yeah I've been trained in your mobile suit arts by Char Aznabur. Uh, no. Listen, I don't remember what General Grievous sounds like. Not like that, I guess. I. Anyway, moving on. Uh, as you go down the arm, you saw that uh, they've actually. So not does it. Not only does it have the armored elbows still, but they are more armored now. You have an armor plate slapped onto the elbows, so they go even further back. Uh, I love how this looks. There's also extra armor on the wrists, which is very funny to me. Is there something in there? Because there are little, like, triangles, like, indicate that make it seem like they could pop open. Mm, I'm trying to see. Uh, are these the grenade launchers? I wonder if these are the grenade launchers, because it does mention two grenade launchers. Maybe, but then what are the fucking things on the shoulders? Um... Uh, I'd have to use this in GBO2 to find out. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Actually, let me check something. Let's let's see if the GBO2 wiki has actually updated and has the armor. No, it listening. hasn't. I tried. Oh, goddammit. GBO2 has actually helped me solve a lot of questions about where the fuck is this on a mobile suit before, so... <sighs> Alright, uh... 
Okay, moving on down on the uh, skirt, you have an armored crotch piece again. It's funny because it's the same design as the base one, but you can tell it's gotten wider because like the way the skirts fit on it is different. And of course, the front skirts also have extra armor too. So it just gets chunkier in all ways. The side skirts are also now just like up armored. You can still see like the base piece like with the red, but then you've got just like this big panel over it. Um, and it goes down pretty far, actually. It's pretty substantial side skirts, finally. Um, the rear skirt, because of how large it was, presumably, just doesn't add anything. It's just the rear skirt. Uh, on the legs, this is where you actually have the big guns on this, which is very funny to me because it's a weird place. You have two hyper beam mm -hmm. cannons mounted on the legs. And these are pretty beefy looking. They even have, like, you know, cables on the back and stuff. These are big beam cannons on the legs it's just a really weird place but i guess if this is like space combat it doesn't really matter where you mount a weapon like if you're mounting it on a binder or you're mounting it on the legs it's all the same ultimately um yeah. so I, I do like these um looks like they looks like to me they should have some swivel but i'm yeah, yeah. you can see like there are like little like gear notations that make it seem like it's all it's all it's all on a disc that seemingly pivots yeah so that way you can you know aim with them uh probably can't shoot behind itself because of the cables but it can shoot around uh a lot of armor on these uh lower legs as well like you know just again big white slash off-white plates all over it lots of mm -hmm. yellow thrusters uh the ankle armor has returned to being like the classic ankle armor but because this is a full armor it's ridiculously big because you, you can see it's all connected now but that's just by virtue of it is all big armor now and even so the outside is still slightly bigger yep it's really weird looking it's so boxy it's really interesting seeing okawara tackle this design by the way because this is like mm. a very not okawara design um finally the backpack editions you have i presume those two giant things on the back are the sub generators that were mentioned Mm -hmm. uh just because those are big things on the back um and you also have two additional like armor armored thrust areas on the sides of the binders um yeah i like the full armor mark three a lot i think it looks really cool because it's just such a weird color scheme i guess i guess i didn't mention it before but typically the gundam mark three even though the modern depictions kind of make it more of just a gray and like you can see that on the katoki one that he just goes with making it gray um, mm -hmm. the model kits, luckily, as well as, like, in the games, it's more like a, like a gray-blue, mm -hmm. is how I would describe it. Um, and I, I really like the way, like, the GBO2 art really makes that color shine, and the way it's just, like, this completely different color, uh, with, uh, with other color armor layered on top, I think it looks really sharp. Yeah. Um, and yeah, having, like, a white and red full armor pack is really interesting on this... Oh, uh, last armament, forgot to mention it, sorry. It does have a beam, like, a big beam rifle. Uh, yeah, this big, beam, big rifle beam rifle is weird, because it's not even, you don't really see it mentioned on the wiki here, um, as, like, a different thing. But, like, you can see on the, you know, the Katoki, uh, the GFF there, it, he gives it a huge beam rifle. And, uh, it keeps that large beam rifle in, um... Oh! I wonder if that's the grenade launcher looking at it. Because, look, it has an underslung barrel on that beam rifle. I think that this thing just doesn't mention it. That's fair, too. 
because the, the the part where they mention the beam rifle, they say it's the same one from the Mark III, and oh, it's not the fucking same one. That is not one. the same one. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, I love this big rifle. They the rifle has these white pieces, so it almost looks like the rifle just has armor too, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous. But again, I I kind of love it. Um, I really am a huge fan though of both the Mark III and the full armor Mark III, and. Now's where we get weird, because now we gotta talk about the other two faction ones, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll go with the, uh... The Eagly. The, the Eagly, yeah, the Federation one. So, the Eagly is a different improvement of the Mark II. So, it is designed by Masahiro Oda, it's the RX-166, so that's how you know it's a Federation one. Uh, it is definitely inspired by the Mark III by Fujita. You can tell with like a lot of the design elements, like if you look at the skirts, the lay, the lower legs, etc. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so the head is pretty similar, but it's in tricolor, I should say, for this whole thing. But it's a weird arrangement of the tricolor. The head is very similar, though, to the uh, you know Fujita Mark III. Um, the torso is also pretty similar in design. Um, no real difference is actually even looking at it, honestly. Um, the shoulders are, again, similar. They have a bit more of a uh, thruster going out on the top, it looks like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it still has, like, the armored area for the bicep. Uh, as you go to the arms, the arms are more square and less round. Uh, but they do have, like, the cuff guards. Um, you can The cuff guards are where you can evidently see that it's more square, though. Um... And obviously the hands are designed much more like classic Gundam hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the legs, uh, or the skirt, like I mentioned, the skirts are pretty similar. Like, the front skirt, you still have, like, the four, you know, like, cutouts in the armor, and then you've got, like, the little piece on top. Uh, the, the front back skirts... skirt, however, is, a, is just a very classic, like... What is that shape, even? But, you know, it's the, it's the very classic, like, single-panel... Uh, back skirt with like a little clip possibly for a weapon yeah and it's got like the little like cut in the middle that makes it yeah, it's kind of like the hyakushiki one basically and all that i think yeah but it's also like it's also like the it's zaku common. one it's also like the gym one it's the just a very basic one yeah it's it's a pretty classic like design for that um mm-hmm. the um upper legs are i mean i guess they're less detailed because there's no panel line in the middle but you know they're upper legs uh the knee armor is different actually you have knee armor that it almost looks like an upside down, like like an inverted and made larger version of the normal one. Like you can see cuts where the uh, joint is, um, mm-hmm. and you know it's point it's swept downward instead of upward. Uh, but it still has like the thrusters on these sides of the legs, though the outer thrusters are a bit larger instead of being them. And like on the normal Mark Three, the legs are actually pretty symmetrical. Like if you took an individual leg, whereas on this, like the outer thrusters are bigger. Um, Ankle armor is the same design, though, too, with, like, the big side plates and, like, you know, uh, ankle piece that's coming out of the front middle of the leg. Uh, feet the same. Uh, the backpack's also where you get a bit weird, because it does have the backpack with the wing binders, but you, they are clearly a different wing binder design. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the backpack, first of all, from the model example where we can see the back of it, uh, it has four thrusters instead of the three. Um, and then the binders are a bit thinner it looks like um and Mm -hmm. like the thrusters are only at the end of them uh they still have like the movement on them 
The other weird thing is that it looks like they have optional uh, uh, propellant tanks that are on the artwork, but not on the model. Well, here's the interesting thing is if there are two, uh, you can look at two different examples of the of the model, like two different angles, but oh. they're also different loadouts. Because oh, if you look yeah. at the other one, it looks like you can see the propellant tanks. You can also see some like backpack uh, like bazookas. Yeah, it has some bazookas on either side of the backpack. Interesting. Okay. Which aren't mentioned in the armaments. Um, but this is this is a machine that is very undercovered. Let's say. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is you know the uh, this is the other Mark III that is doing a very similar thing to the Mark III, but this is a Federation version of it. Um. Mm-hmm. So, as mentioned in the armaments, you have, uh, you do have head Vulcans, which, actually, wait, hmm. The Mark III doesn't actually have head Vulcans, though. No, it doesn't. I'm trying to look at the head. Can you even see the cuts for the Vulcans? It doesn't look like there's Vulcans on there. Let me look at the other artworks of it. Uh, it is funny, because it's actually mentioning where it gets, like, some of the parts, like, for... Because this is basically an in-universe kit bash of, like, the so, Mark II and the Zeta. Because it mentions, like, oh, the forehead jewel is from the Zeta. And then, like, the antenna is from the Mark II. Here's an interesting thing is MHQ lists the Vulcans as an optional armament. I wonder if it can use the Vulcan pod. Oh, like the Mark II-style Vulcan pod. I could see that, yeah. Okay. That's probably what it is then, yeah. Optional Vulcan pod. Um, uh, regardless, this is a design, like... I like this thing okay, but, like, it is, its purpose is to show you that, like, there is such a thing as good and bad design, right? Like, in the setting, when this is made, this is made by the Earth Federation, and all of the great designers are working for either Anaheim Electronics or the Titans. Mm -hmm. The Earth Federation does not have great designers, and this is what they come up with. And they also, theoretically, they took this design from observation of the Mark III. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I love it because it was destroyed when the ba- when Kilimanjaro Mountain Base was collapsed, so they never got to deploy it, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it's- that even in the 80s, Gundam seemingly has stories of, oh yeah, this prototype got made, but then uh, it got destroyed in a stupid accident, or the base was attacked before it could be deployed, or whatever. The- just... The forever thing. It's not It's not a thing that just modern stories do for Gundam. But I also like it that in this instance, it wasn't actually a very cool design that they <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. So, uh, uh, the beam rifle it has is a different design. It looks like a, just a slightly improved version of the Mark II. Um, but it is very similar to, like, that the Mark II's design. It has, like, a really weird scope where the scope is, like, popped up more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has more stuff like bolted onto it clearly like it has this huge side grip and stuff yeah whereas i think that mark i don't remember if the mark ii had a side grip but it certainly didn't have one this fucking big no but also like looking at the structure though like where it's reloaded and the general shape it's definitely the mark ii like basis mm-hmm. it's interesting um it does mention the hyper bazookas here which are presumably those bazookas on the model kit that are put on either side um ah uh, yeah and then uh as a shield uh so it's got an interesting shield because um it i i don't dislike it but it is also like i don't know it's just a less exciting version of the mark threes like it has like a similar shape it's got like the cut 
Uh, it looks like it's collapsible. Uh, does it mm-hmm. say it is? Doesn't. Matter. I mean, I'm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be. say it is. It, yeah, it says can is. be compacted when not in use. Okay. Um. Yeah, because it looks like it should be collapsible, kind of like the Mark II shield. Again, this is like a baby. Of this is just trying to make the Mark III have more features from Federation suits directly. Um. Which you know, mixed success on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also it's also interesting to note, just real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Technically, there are four Mark Threes because the Earth Federation apparently made another different Mark Three, and we just never saw it. Uh, that's very funny. They just they made two of them. Uh, one got destroyed to kill Manjaro. The other one shrug. Um, the other one they forgot. <laughs> now, I did forget one thing. Now, normally, you know, sometimes we don't mention color variants when they're just color variants. But I should have mentioned this way back on the original Mark III. Uh, mm. Y'all looking at it may notice there's a Unit 8, which is a red unit intended for use by Quattro Bagina. I should mention that this version uh, does have an anti-beam coating over the whole body, which is why it has a vivid red color like the Rick Diaz. Sure, okay. Just wanted to mention that, because I figured, eh, may as well. Uh, I actually don't like it in red, honestly. I prefer it in, like, the weird blue. It just makes it look more zero-shiki. Zero and the Zero Shiki is fine on its own. Yeah, doesn't need to be. Even though I get mad at it because it only exists because fucking Kitazume, I think, has a grudge against the Hiyaku Shiki. And it's just like, I don't want that in my story. Which, his story is shit anyway, but this isn't an episode <laughs> about that. I'm sorry, Zeta Define sucks. Hmm. Nah, I'm not arguing. <laughs> uh, anyway, next up we have the Titans one. And befitting of it being a Titans design, it's actually pretty fucking cool. Uh, we have the. Cool. RX-272-2, Gundam Mark III, Halpuli. Halpuli? Halpule? Might be Halpule, looking at the uh, katakana. Um, it's very hopefully named. So, this one is a lot. And it also has its share of weird differences over the years, by the way. I should Oh, mention. this also, uh, again, another quick one. There are also two more variants of this that we don't know shit about. Uh-huh. There's the Freya and the Durai. We know literally nothing. So, okay. We have the Project File Zeta art of this, and that's the one that we will use for talking about it real quick, I think. Um, Because this is like the original art of it. So starting with the head, again, very Mark III-esque head. This one does have the face is a bit more inset and mean looking, though. Mm-hmm. Um... As befitting of a Titans machine. Uh, it has a bigger forehead jewel, but it retains, like, a small, like, V-fin. So it just looks like it has a really big forehead jewel, and the camera's also quite large. Um, yeah, and the eyes behind it are red, and, yeah, yeah it just looks like it looks like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the torso, a more simplified torso, uh, it's a bit more flat, is how I would describe it, right? Like, it's, uh... Mm-hmm. The upper body is just very, like, pointy and, like has um it still has like the vents and it still has like little cutouts that could still be sensors theoretically um at the top uh just very small ones uh and it has like some little cuts on the side but like the two halves of the torso armor like the pectorals are very like pointed forward um still have like a cockpit hatch in the middle you still have a section connecting to the middle but you'll notice that the middle of the body like even though it still has, like, the t- double, like, Gundam torso section, that's not what plugs into the waist. You instead have this big fuselage that is the waist that 
goes up into the middle here. That's because mm-hmm. this is a transformable suit, and we will get to that soon. Um, the uh, front skirts it are pretty cool. You, they're just you know simple designs, but you got these two little bolts in them, a little uh, detail at the top, like a little cut. Um, the side skirts are basically little wings. Like, uh, you've got, like, a little connection piece, and then you have two wings connected into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that these are wings that also have, like, a movable wing on them. Like, the if you look at the middle section, there's, like, clearly, like, a rotational area. Um, for, I, I described the waist because it was part of the torso, but I, I guess I should go back up to the arms like I normally do. Uh, the arms, you have these huge shoulders that are very tall, actually. Like, mm-hmm. they go up taller than the head does uh which i think looks cool um so they have little thrusters on them uh on the outsides you've got really pointy armor on the down front part and then on like instead of a bicep cover you just have the whole part of the shoulder just swept down and blocking most of the arm um which is pretty cool i like how far down that goes uh good shoulders on this machine um the forearms are a little bit similar to the Mark III, I'd say, and same with the biceps, cause, just because they're, like, a bit more rounded. Though the forearms, while having, like, the guard for the uh, elbows, do have, like, a more square design. Like, it's a, like you have, like, an actual, like, big square piece there uh, on the outside. Um, uh, you got little, like, vents and, like, cuts in the armor on the arm as well. The hands are hands. Uh, the legs. So, you've got pretty big legs. It looks like... So, the knees are really funny to me because they look like little faces to me. Like, little angry faces. Because, like... Sure, I can kind of see it. Well, it has the two cameras on the... What look like almost cameras because they're painted in yellow. And then, like, it's Mm -hmm. filled, so it's not like a thruster. Um. Yeah, it's like a mantis head. It looks... Yeah, it's weird looking. Um. And then you've got, uh... Like, it still has, like, the thrusters on either side of the leg, uh, though the outer thrusters are also larger on this design. And the feet fucking rule. Uh, it only has, like, one bit of ankle armor, I should note. Uh, it doesn't have the side ankle armor, but the legs go a bit lower, so the legs basically are the ankle armor. And then Mm -hmm. you have toes, like, cleft feet that look really cool. Um, like... The feet are just two pieces, basically. It's just... It's cool-looking feet. Dylan likes toes. Shut up. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Fucking knew it. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the backpack on this, much like all the others, still has, like, that same general shape, right? Of having, like, two big binders on either side. Uh, though, what these are are big, like, flat binders with, um... Like, lots of thrusters, like, little maneuvering ones on the outside and then you've got like uh, that are really flat um they've got these giant ass verniers on the inside that you can see from the front there um then you've also got the ma mode uh which is just a cool little jet i like the way it folds up actually quite a bit um yeah it looks good the legs being on the side is really good because it doesn't have the common gundam problem of just these are obviously legs and also the toes being split actually helps them look not just like feet um, I just really like that art of the uh, the jet mode. Now, I should yeah, note... I... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I want to see a lot more of the Halpoli. It's a really cool design, honestly, that we just have 
very little reference for. I like we have like a scratch build that listen, I'm sure you did your best. This looks terrible. Uh, um well also you'll notice that that scratch build looks weird. The reason why is because there's also this art of the Mark III as well, and I don't know who did this one. Oh, that sucks. Where it has the eyes are on the top of the head instead. The the thing is, this is supposed to be related to the Gaplant, and that kind of has the same transformation as the Gaplant. I think is the idea. It's really weird though, because like the one that's in uh, it, it none of so that version I linked right. Mm-hmm. has the weird head and then there's that scratch build which doesn't have the right backpack at all like it looks completely different and then you have this art which is also one of the um i think this is the original art which has i think this does have that head with the mask on it um i think that the uh version i was looking at actually for the reference there the um the one with the the one that's as described i just realized as not the um original that's the uh what is it gundam wars 2 version because there's two different gundam wars that this popped up in um the original one's still fine though the head is really odd when it has a mask like that it looks like it looks like a gundam wearing like a fucking theater mask or something it's very bizarre the backpack is still really cool on this version though the scratch build is the worst of all worlds i will say because yeah it's they tried their best. Uh, problem is, they weren't able to make the transformation really do what it's supposed to, and also it just looks kind of off. Um, should note, this one is designed uh, out of universe by Toshiyuki Kageyama, and in universe, apparently, it was Franklin Bidon that came up with this initial design. Though apparently, it's pretty different from from his actual he, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird, though, that it's... Okay. I forgot what Franklin Badon even does. Does he make robots? I can't remember. I don't remember what he does. It's been yeah, he time. made the Mark II. Did he actually make the Mark II? He made the Mark II. Sometimes I was thinking that was the mom... No, I think I'm getting F91 in my head, because F91's yeah. where the mom makes the mobile suit. Okay, right, right, yeah, right, right. No, that's, that's, remember, he's he gets obsessed with the Rick Diaz and steals Yeah, it. he wants to steal the Rick Diaz for them. Right, yes, okay, I remember now. Sorry, yeah, that totally... I think I was just conflating uh, Camille's mom and dad with, and combining them with uh, Seabook's mom in my head for some reason. Um, look, parents in Gundam just do things. Um, she, okay, she also did work on the research and development apartment, though, uh, and she worked along with Franklin there, so she probably did also design suits. Okay, cool. So at least it's not completely off the mark, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, the hopefully out of all of the, 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 out of the two weird ones is the cooler one for sure, and it's interesting. I don't see it get referenced a lot, though it actually comes up in, of, of all things, Advance of Zeta, um... It actually comes up in uh, one of the design notes, I believe. Uh, in volume six, let me see. I think it was for the uh, the Stutzer Rick Diaz. But I'm going to take a look. Uh, any thoughts on the Hulk bully while I'm taking a look? 
Um, yeah, just that I want to see more modern art of it. I want to I want to see it get more respect because it's a really neat design. Um, I feel like it does a good job of reflecting the like taking the idea of the Mark II in a much more Titans direction. I think mm-hmm. um, having the forced MA mode feels very Titans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also just you know like Titans, you know like. We've, you know, there's, there is the Titans test team and we know what direction those designs go in, which is, you know, like adding a bunch of stuff on and and modification. And I think that's cool too, but I think the regular Titans are much more defined by this, like, streamlined machines of purpose, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, the Hulpoli definitely comes up in one of the AOZ notes I'm finding. Uh, I know that the, I know that there's a, a drawing of the head art. Uh, unfortunately it was the DJSER that was used in the Rick Diaz Stutzer, so... Wrong side Zeta machine being used in a random future thing. Um, actually, let me look in one more page. Uh, yeah, it's complex. Complex relationship with it. I wish it appeared in more things though. Ultimately, because mm-hmm. both of them, honestly, just because it's just weird to me that they don't like at all. It's just weird to me that the specific. I guess. Maybe because these two are from, like, Gundam Wars, which I think is still owned by Model Graphics, as opposed to, like, um, ZMSV, which I think is something more directly Bandai, or Sunrise, Banrise, whatever. Um, I don't know, it's really weird, just that the one kind of went over the others. Now, I will say it is still the best design of the three also, I think. Just the most cohesive version of it. Um, The other two, as we have noticed very greatly in their art and depiction uh mm-hmm. in various things even at the time which you know the, usually if you've got <clears throat> a design that is being reinterpreted that hard that much uh in such a short period i don't know if that makes it a memorable design or not you know what i mean yeah it just yeah. feels very like these were just kit bash quickly to make this but not like they were super made with as much love and attention, I will say. I don't want to say they're not made with any. <laughs> I also like how when it's in the MS mode with those those binders up like that, it kind of makes me think of uh, of Dunbine. I could see it. Also with the feet being like these weird, like... Because they almost... They kind of look buggy. I mean, the yeah. problem is robots are inherently buggy. <laughs> right? Because, you know, mecha. Okay, I can't find the fucking Halpoli. I'll have to find it later. Uh, Anyway... Not a big deal. I just know that I, I we we have a version of that mask head as drawn by uh, Fujita. Uh, they did actually include on the wiki though one of the arts where the Halpoli is drawn because you can see it uh, with the uh, Gaplant there, the uh, RX two seven two right below the Gaplant. Uh, also, for some reason, there is two tanks fighting each other, and one of them is piloted by a rabbit. I don't know what's going on in this margin art uh, for AOZ here, uh, but I, I I do I do love it. <laughs> just because what is happening it's all leading to the double fun. zeta that's the thing these are all I, I call these margin illustrations because that's what they feel like to me honestly like mm-hmm. you know they're they these don't feel like the things that are made to be like necessarily looked at like as part of the design process it's like what someone draws for an idea because they're very rough sketches you know mm-hmm. but yeah anyway um besides these mark threes though uh, trying to think. What other Mark Threes do we have? 
I mean, we just the only thing we have is to decide whether or not we want to talk re-rise. Uh, we could do it at the very end, yeah. Okay, well, this is the very uh, end. Actually, uh, yeah. Well, do we have any questions that we need to have answered? Nope. No questions? Okay, if we have no questions, then yeah, let's just go for it then. Okay. And now, folks, it's going to be time for Build Divers Rerise spoilers. And as I say at the beginning, these are quite significant spoilers i mean it's not the worst in the world but they're pretty big um so if you're in doubt i would tap out uh so that would be uh in gundam re-rise there is a version of the mark three um incidentally the reason why they did a, a p bandai hguc mark three is it's actually based on this gundam because this got a model kit first the msf 007 te gundam tertium which is really fucking cool. I like this suit a lot. Um, the Tertium is basically just a knight aesthetic version of the Mark III. So, for the head, uh, same design as the general Mark III head, but no Mohawk camera, and the jewel instead goes into the camera, and a huge V-fin. You also have, on either side of the head, two big yellow like fins pointing forward which looked really mm -hmm. cool. Um, for the torso, uh, pretty similar to the Mark III torso, but again, pointier. Uh, the cockpit is more covered. The there, You now have a yellow divider for the vents in the middle of the chest instead of it just being all like one piece. Uh, and you have two little, uh, instead of the cameras, at the ends of the chest, you have two little fins popped up. Um, the torso segments going into the waist are also thinned out a bit more than usual, and they're, they're kind of pointy. They're not like the usual shape that you get at all um which is really cool yeah, there's a there's a lot of parts of this that are just like the um the mark three but sharper yeah uh shoulders are a great example right like you do mm -hmm. have like similar shoulder shape overall and like you've got like the little cuts in the armor but then like the top of it is like this big pointing out thruster uh it doesn't have the bicep guard anymore though um upper arms and lower arms are just the exact mark three ones uh you know nothing different there um, for the legs, the waist is actually the same as the Mark III, same with the rear skirt, uh, where you actually get the changes are on the lower legs, where it almost looks like it is wearing armor over the top of them. It almost feels like this is a full armor of its own, right? Just because mm -hmm. you'll notice it has, like, the lighter, like, kind of lilac-y white, um, as, like, the base color, but then you've got, like, all the purple armor on the chest, the shoulders, and the legs. Incidentally, that dark purple armor, other than not counting the head, is on all the changed parts, um, so the legs, you've got just big pointy leg, like armor on the knees. Um, you can see like the actual knees for the legs underneath there. Um, you got two big side plates of armor. Uh, I actually like the layering of the armor on the legs here because you've got two side plates on the calves and then you have two more plates underneath that, that are surrounding mm -hmm. like a middle plate that is going all the way down. Um, still has the ankle armor, like the front ankle armor i should say the two side pieces of ankle armor removed however because the leg armor goes down further um feet are the same as the mark three this armor layout is really confusing to me like in a practical sense but it looks cool yep it does also still have the uh actually has an i think it has an extra calf thruster than the mark three actually looking at it because it's got like one on the upper calf and it still has that little plate on the lower part uh that mm. would have the thruster underneath too i believe so that's neat um 
Finally, the backpack. Uh, the backpack has removed the binders altogether, and is it's still like the three-thruster backpack, but on the left side, you have <coughs> a really large uh, shield uh, that is on like a subarm. Uh, this mm-hmm. shield also features a fold-out cannon inside of it. And then on the right side, you have a subarm that is devoted solely to holding the melee armament of this, which is a gigantic lance. It is called the Hyper Burst Lance, I believe. Yes, that is it. Uh, it's just a huge lance. Uh, it In the art, it's in its folded-up state. It actually does uh, have the handle pop out. It's also pretty fucking cool. I love lances is the thing. I love pole arms, and I love lances, especially on robots. And, um, so of course I love this machine because it just has a, it has a lance. Um, I don't obviously, love the styling of this lance, but it's good. Overall. Yeah. Obviously overall, this has like a very nightly aesthetic going on. Uh, the only mm-hmm. real, like weird thing it has is like the, the, the burst launcher inside of the thing. Um, it does actually have a few other beam weapons, which we'll talk about. Um, uh, it does have the, uh, beam rifle, uh, it does mention that it has two types of beam rifles, actually. I'm curious. Uh, okay, so it has... One of the beam rifles is, like, the same one that comes with the Mark III. I'm not seeing another beam rifle, though. Um, it says the other one is the one from the prototype Zeta. Oh! I'm looking at right now. And looks similar to the one that we were baffled by from the, oh. the P-Bandai. Okay, so... That's from the prototype Zeta, and then it's got the shorter rifle, which is, like, the rifle from Ironheart, which is the Fujita side, like, comic. Gotcha. Okay, okay so the, I didn't even real. I never even thought to look at the Tertium's rifles, honestly, that it would have these same rifles as the Mark III. And um, this is why, this is why the P-Bandai has these rifles, is because they didn't want to build a new mold. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Damn. Rude. I mean, I guess it's yep. cool that they put the fucking, uh, the weird, like, uh, iron heart beam rifle with it, though. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's cool, to, it's cool to see these, but I do just really like the actual Mark III rifle. So. Yeah, that's the thing. It's really odd that they didn't give it that one. Um, which, whatever, the Re-100, you know, cooler anyway, but. Uh, it also has beam sabers. Uh, I don't know where the beam saber is stored, but it does use them. Um. Who knows? Uh, then you also have, the I mentioned it, the folding burst launcher, which, uh, given what we see another Gundam do with it, I don't know if we see the Tertium use it. I don't remember. Uh, but we do see the Seltzim use this weapon as well, which is another Gundam we'll be talking about. And uh, it's big. It's big. It's really fucking cool. Have you ever seen that scene, Six? You haven't watched no, Free Rise I... yet, have you? No, oh, I haven't seen Rewrite. Oh, when, I, when we do the Seltzum, I'm just going to have to screen share the video with you of when the Seltzum debuts, because it's, oh, it's really cool. But first, um, this. Uh, it also has beam cannons mounted in the shin armor. Uh, the shin armor apparently lifts up to fire them. Oh, you can see them in the one picture there. Okay, that's kind of cool. I guess that's where they move the beam cannons to, is instead of the backpack, uh, oh, they're just in the shins. They just pop up. I, I kind of like that. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, they're, real quick. They're tiny, piddly little fuckers, but... Uh, I will mention uh, the other variant of this before we get to set some, because it's faster just to talk about the one that is using the same design. Uh, there's the I, advanced you... tertium. Oh, yeah, sorry. 
I mean, chronologically, this is it goes seltzer than ter- tertium. Advanced tertium. In, yeah. It well, and how you see them in the show, yeah. Right, right. Um, which is important because now we're upstaging the seltzer because this thing's really fucking cool. I like this a lot. Oh, so the what the advanced tertium does is simply add one thing. Uh, the backpack <laughs> adds two giant fucking binders. These binders are really weird because. So, they are large binders that are unique designs, right? They're not based on anything existing, I don't think. Um, they do have thru- huge thrusters at the bottom. And then at the bottom of the thruster, though, the cover for the thruster is like the bottom half of the Mark II shields. Which well, I think looks they're also, cool. They're, they're also shield binders. You can take them off and use them. They're shield boosters. You can take them off and use them as shields. Oh, just the whole thing? Oh, uh-huh. okay, or yeah. Or you can slam them together to form one big shield also. Yeah. Which this is, is why I'm saying this thing's cool as shit. Yeah, see, my favorite part of this thing is actually, well, the shields are cool, and being able to put them on the arms and like kind of use them like Gaplant style is pretty cool. Um, the thing that I like on this is the long barrel rifle, though, too, because of course, of it course. has a big sense of radome on the side. It looks cool. It, it, yeah, and it also has the, like, the, um, full armor Mark II, uh, the Super Gundam, i sorry, I should, I meant to say, the sort of the Super Gundam, like, beam rifle, like, folding guard. Mm-hmm. It's really It looks cool. really sick. Yeah. Uh, this is just a cool upgrade, yeah, this is, it's, it's just, it's funny, it's just a couple of things, right? It's just literally two backpack pieces and a gun, right? But it's really but they, cool. They really add a lot. They're really sick as shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now... The Seltzim. Uh, this is the the one that actually you will see first in the anime, which presumably if you're here, you're listening because you've seen it or you don't care, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but mm-hmm. this is the one that pops up first. Pops up as an enemy. Um, I, uh, just give me one moment, Six. I'm going to find the Build Divers episode where this uh, debuts. Uh, Build Divers Rerise episode. Because okay. it is really cool. You know. Okay, I've paused at the, at the start time. Okay, so three, two, one, now. Your counting is really erratic, my man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't think about it. Alright, here we go. So this is how the Seltzum debuts. Okay, it blew up a building. Protagonist is shaken. So is the cat. Oh god, this is actually a dub version too. I didn't realize. Well, enjoy that, folks. First of all, it's theme fucking rules. That's nice purple energy on those boosters. Oh, what is that? V fin? It's not a V. That's what it is. Just knocks it back with the air pressure. Sure. Okay. Uh, all right. Now the other two are trying. More air pressure. I, I have to describe, because, you know, obviously people can't see it. They can just hear the audio. Yeah. Oh, com- SD combines its rifles into a big rifle. And it's an Estrella, too, if you didn't notice, which is really cool. I love the original oh, this season. Oh, and then this this is... Okay, everybody's shooting together. Big, big, two big shots. All right, shots. please look at how this beam is animated. Oh, that looks cool. <laughs> look at that. It's so fucking cool. This is why I needed to show it, because... <laughs> I could not. There are no ways I could describe how this beam is fired. That would that's be. That's not a. That's not a beam. 
Like, it is beam energy, but it is an undulating wave. Yeah, it is just a lot. Um, yeah, and then uh, the protagonist basically ejected a bunch of his parts into it just to create an explosion for them to get away. Uh, look at the end of the barrel of it, too. It just gets red hot. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, I love this machine, and it's ridiculous everything. Uh, All right, so, well, that was that. Yeah, just wanted to show you that. Anyway, sorry that took so long, but... Again, I was thwarted, I think, by my VPN existing, and it, you know, I didn't realize that that would change how I can use YouTube. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, the Seltzum is the evil one. Uh, yes. What ends up happening is basically uh, the main the main pilot of this was kidnapped, put into a coma, and stuck in this uh, universe, and basically used as like a weird slave by the um by 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 the baddie of this of the show um and the seltzum had gotten rebuilt by him uh in order to make it more combat ready and you know in order to help him wipe out all life on the planet there uh so and the pilot is not doing this willingly so you know that's fun um sure you have a Seltzum where the primary design change is the head is crazy looking. So you've got like the normal, that Mark III head underneath, but it's like the head started growing more faces. The left part of the V-fin has now expanded and is like pointing upward and has an eye on it. And then it has a mask with two more eyes on it as well. So it has a total of yeah, so five eyes. Mm-hmm. And this V-fin, the way it's bent, it now instead of being, like, one half of it is just V-fin still, but the other half of it, yeah, has the eye and looks like a horn. Yeah, it's really cool because it looks like the eye, like, grew out of it in mm -hmm. a way that's, like, ah, I love it. The other major difference is the right arm is this really cool fucking extendable, like, just, it, it, it's it's got that thing going on that, like, you know, like the Jehudi has or like other uh, orbital frames where like the instead of having a pinky and a thumb, it just has two thumbs and then just three fingers, which I mm -hmm. just always think is a cool look. And it extends and it's just this big, beefy, extendable arm um, that I really love the design of. Uh, and it uses this to attack with the, uh, you know, with the big spear, which, as you saw... It doesn't even stab with the spear, generally. It just swings it, uh, and swings so hard that it just fucking blows things away. And also, you can see why I got mad about, uh, the launcher picture on the wiki, because it just shows it firing the beam, and it just looks like a beam, and it's like, no, you have to see that animate, because it's just this fucking, like, undulating energy wave that is one of the coolest looking beam effects I've seen in a Gundam thing in a while. I like it a lot. <laughs> It looks like you're pressurizing and shooting smoke. It's so good. Um, it's a really interesting effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just really cool. Uh, this Gundam is just a really cool Gundam in general, in my opinion. Uh, the, the rest of the design is the same. Uh, it does start doing some real fucky shit when the pilot starts fighting against his programming, as you can see here. Which is uh extremely mm. cool when that starts happening. Sure, uh, that the, the cool that's the word we're gonna use for this. Uh okay. well because uh this is how you see it framed. And I think that looks really cool. 
we're we're talking about it erupting with a bunch of tentacles, folks. Yeah, and getting a silhouette and the head looking like the neck is broken. Uh, and the pilot, well, the poor pilot is uh, not doing well in those scenes, obviously, because uh, if you're here and we're talking spoilers, uh, they're not in a fake world. They're not in a digital world. They are their bodies and consciousnesses have been their bodies have been not created. Uh, th- th- they have had bodies that are made for that world and their brains are in those bodies and they can be injured and killed <laughs> because that's the twist of Rerise. Uh, which is cool. Uh, it's a very obvious one early on. Uh, yeah, it basically, though, when it start, when he starts fighting the programming on it, uh, it just starts basically freaking the hell out and going monstrous and, uh, you know, erupting, uh, until finally the arm, the arm gets, like, basically the implication is the arm and the head are both, like, the control devices, so mm-hmm. you destroy the, the 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 mask and stuff on the head and the arm, and it makes it like stop berserking out, and the pilot regains control. But till then, uh, like I said, him trying to regain control himself while also dealing with all the people fighting him uh, goes pretty bad at first. Here's um, an interesting thing: almost dies because they they sell uh, Seltzum Arms support weapon. Uh huh. You could use that to build a Seltzum with two monster arms, two lances, and two shield slash launchers. Yep. It's pretty cool. Uh, the Seltzum arms that they sell is weird because it's blue. I guess it's mm-hmm. so it'll match the tertium if you want to use it with that. Or, well, you know, all, it, it basically what they do is they sell you the plate in blue, right? Because if you look at the shield, mm-hmm. the, the, the shield that is red on the Seltzum is now blue, which is that's what it looks like on the tertium anyway. Um, but I think, but I think that way you can make it like one red arm, one blue arm, one red shield, one blue shield. You could do a cool that could look pretty thing. cool too. Um, mm-hmm. You can do some really course, cool poses with lances. it too. What? Mm-hmm. And of course, white and black lances. Yeah, um, I love this pose even just like for the fucking model pose here. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool machine. When you give a machine a big evil red arm, I'm just gonna be very happy about it. Is the thing. Uh, you can, like I said, though, you can see why I wanted you to see the clip. I, it is hard to talk about that theme and not show that. Also, mm. it has a Spanish guitar theme, and, uh, build shows need to use those more often because they was used in original build fighters to great effect, and it was used, in my opinion, with the Seltzum to great effect. So. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yep. Uh, no other versions, though, of the Tertium. Um, but, yeah, Tertium's just cool. Um... Build Divers has a lot of really weird suits for all of its main characters, and I love it. Because I brought it up in that video, you know, you have a character using an SD fucking Gundlander version of the Astrea. You have a guy who uses a tiny Gundam that wears packs. Uh, you have a person who is using a Justice Gundam where he removed all the weapons, and it sucks because of that. Like, in-universe, it sucks. It's the joke with mm-hmm. him, is that he removed all the weapons to make it look like a knight, and it's actually terrible that he did that. And then you have a character who's using a fucking uh, Wadom pod that is, like, miniaturized. Just all of these are good. And then you have a secondary character who, you know, who is an enemy that turns friend that uses a fucking Gundam Mark III. It's just so good. Just all the most bizarre choices for that show, and it makes me happy. Instead of just picking, you know, a fucking strike Gundam or something. My biggest complaint with original Build Divers is trying to make me care about a strike Gundam. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this episode. So, uh, I guess six, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the internet at six Detmar on Twitter. S I X D E T T M A R. You can also find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. And folks, listen, uh, questions, requests, comments, DM them to at six Detmar. Uh, we are we are always excited to get those. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe we don't get as many as you think. So uh, we, we get enough. We get a, we get a fair few requests, but questions. We don't get very many questions. Questions are fun. Yeah. Gives me an excuse, uh, excuse to talk even more. What about you, Dylan? Uh, you can find me at lowpolyroa on Twitter.com, where I am usually either posting games or posting robots. One of the two. Um. Though lately I've been away because having a hack 3DS means I've been playing lots of Monster Hunter for you because I had not played 4 Ultimate. Unfortunately, I have gotten to the part of the game where I need to do gathering hub quests and I have no one to play it with. So, huh. Forgot the good old days where uh, Monster Hunter games didn't have adaptive difficulty, which was introduced in World and then subsequently used in Rise, which makes it so it's bearable to do high rank quests that are in the you know that were quote-unquote gathering hub only um yeah turns out doing something that's tuned for four players as one player is very hard um but not in a fun way just in a i have spent 30 minutes on this hunt uh and this is not as fun anymore fighting the monster way so i'll probably be taking a break from that soon but unfortunately, 4 has a lot of really cool things that I really want to see that are online, like, you know, hub only. So, hell, I might cheat my way. We'll see how I feel. Um, I want to see the giant snake that's in that game because there's a giant snake and it's really cool. It's sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalamadur, I love the design of it and I'm like, I really want to fight it. Fight it. Um, anyway. Uh, Till next time. Well, so uh, in honor of, uh, of course, the uh, Gundam Mark III, the Eagly, uh, I was unable to get a quote for for Franklin Badon, of course. But on the <laughs> villains on the villains wiki, where his category is evil doer, they list what? his hot. They list his hobby as dating his mistress. Good night, everyone. <laughs>